to Reworking Talent, the podcast that tackles top challenges in today's talent market. I'm your host, Brent Scott, founder and CEO of Found Consulting. We're a growth-centered people operations and recruiting consultancy. And I am your co-host, Lindsay Warren, manager of talent operations at Found. And we're here to give actionable advice to small business leaders and aspiring business leaders alike both on a personal and organizational scale, and have a little bit of fun along the way as well. And uh, speaking of fun, on today's episode, we're talking about the tricky art of managing a creative team. And here to walk us through the how how and the why, we have Christy Hayes. Now, Christy is a seasoned marketer with experience in brand marketing and strategy, product marketing, performance media, integrated campaigns, traditional retail marketing, and digital advertising. She's currently the Senior Director of Global Marketing at Linksys. And over the span of her career, she's been responsible for overseeing the development of integrated marketing solutions for some of the most recognized brands in the world, including a few little ones that you may have heard of, like Netflix, Spotify, uh, of course, Linksys, uh, but also Vizio, Microsoft, UGG, Amazon Studios, and a whole host of others. Oof. Well, can we get a big welcome, Christy Hayes? Hey, ladies. It's so good to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Happy to have you. And, yeah. and so suffice to say... Uh, Christy, you've got some serious, serious marketing chops in categories spanning retail, uh, technology, entertainment, uh, travel, and and so on. Um, And you have plenty of experience managing creative teams. But before we get into that, Christy, I want to ask, so uh, are you going to get us a hookup with great Wi-Fi or what? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And I'm not going to do a Linksys plug. I very much so could. But I will most certainly make sure <laughs> make sure your Wi-Fi connection is solid. But you sound good so far. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So um, I know we just gave like the, the very, very high level overview of some of your experience here. But why don't you tell us a little bit about your background in your own words? Um, how did you get to where you're at today? Sure. Uh, I wouldn't be in marketing if I didn't have my 30 second commercial nailed. So I'm just going to run through it real quick. (laughs) I got my, I got my start in paid media. And so I was lucky enough to start at an ad agency in LA, McCann Erickson. And I started with uh, media buying for Sony Pictures Entertainment and I leapt into the entertainment world. And from there, I moved over to account management where I really wanted to work more closely with the creative teams and so I, I have held every single role in account management possible. Mm-hmm. And I have transitioned from a couple different agencies uh, throughout LA and now over to the in-house brand marketing side as of two and a half years ago. And I know we're going to get into client side versus agency side in a bit, but I do have 15 years of ad agency experience working with some really fabulous creative teams. And I've been absolutely blown away by some of the campaigns we've created over my time and to seeing what you can do in-house. So they're definitely, definitely different point of views. Sure. Absolutely. You've been a manager in in both agency and in-house settings. And 
how does the management style differ? Uh, is is there anything different about managing creatives uh, in-house versus agency side? Yeah, I wouldn't say my style differs, but what's changed over time is my confidence and mm-hmm. my confidence in providing good, solid creative feedback. And like as an early account executive back in my day, we were not really encouraged to speak up. My job was to take Uh, notes, uh to listen, and to capture the facts of the conversation and make sure everyone knew what their job was afterwards. And so I always had this intuition about like, well, I have a thought about that, or I want to comment on what's being said. And I've learned to just channel that intuition. Like I do have a good sense of what's, what's working and what's not working. And so I feel more encouraged and more empowered to speak up. And obviously now in my position that I am the one who's supposed to be speaking up, but I'm careful mm. about not being the first person to always have an opinion mm. where in my role is like, especially now with so many people working remote that it's easy to have a quiet person on the team sit in a meeting and not really participate. And so I see my job now is getting everyone to join. And I know it sounds a little cliche, but the quiet, I want to give them a voice and let them know that their opinion matters. And sometimes you'd be surprised how convincing they can be. Um, yeah. So that's how, that's really how I've changed is giving everyone in the room a voice because my voice early on was stifled intentionally. And, and I am not happy about that. Oh, yeah. Well, and and then one, one more question on that, just because it's, it's such a big topic. And as a recruiter, I, I'm constantly on the phone with with amazing candidates that have been agency side for so long, and they are under the notion that the grass is just greener on the in-house, on the brand side. So I've got to ask, Christy, is the grass greener? (laughs) Such a great question and so much harder to answer than I would have thought. Like when I was agency side, I would have said a thousand times it's greener. But now having spent two and a half years on the client side, I realize how much more that we have to deal with. And so when you're at an agency, you deal with advertising campaigns, brand strategy, it's only a portion of what they do. And having been in the client side, I have now full visibility into the product roadmap, the business financials, budgets, um, forecasting. And so I actually know where the business is headed and how we're performing. And so it really gives me the confidence in knowing that, okay, if I'm going to put a brief together and I'm going to brief an agency with an actual budget, it's a true budget. It's a true project. And I never asked for free work because I've been on the other end of that. And so um, I think it's given me a really good respect for finding that balance between, you know, how brands reach out to agencies. Um, But certainly there are pros and cons to both sides. So I would say, Mm -hmm. You know, when you're on the agency side, if you like diverse challenges and you like working with different types of businesses and different clients, I would certainly stay agency side and you get to focus all of your time on big campaigns. Um, Whereas creative teams in house, like they get, they could tend to get bogged down by a lot of work that consumers actually never see. So think about like packaging and Mm -hmm. shipping labels and sales materials. Um, And so that could not be as encouraging to people who just want to be creative. Um, so I would say for me and, you know, where I'm at in my career being brand side is, is my preference. Yeah. Whoa. Fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. I bet, uh, 
I bet the agencies that work with you all at Linksys <laughs> are, are pretty grateful for your agency background because, yeah, as you mentioned, it can be painful being agency side and, uh, you know, you, you don't know the full picture. You're kind of getting secondhand information, et cetera. Um, well, so let's get into the management portion of things. So what are your tips for getting the most creativity out of your team? Yeah, let's see. I think this actually goes to what you said, how the agencies that I work with are happy to partner with me and I'm trying to toot my own term, but it also has to come down to the fact <laughs> that I learned the discipline of writing a really clear creative brief and being as strategic as possible. So if you have, and you write a lofty brief and you don't really know what you're looking for and it's too broad, then guess what? You're going to get lofty, broad ideas that don't really garner any real results. And so I've learned having a clear brief and then giving your creative team the space to be flexible and how they solve that problem. So not saying this is a specific set of deliverables, like I need a video, I need an email, a social post. Of course, we're going to get to that. But let's start with what problem are we solving and let the creatives find the best way to address that. And, and you'd be surprised what they come up with. You'd be like, oh my God, that experiential idea totally hits the mark. And I never would have thought of that. So as a marketer, don't dictate what you think the solution is, but mm. tell them what the problem is and, and bring them in to help you solve it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, I, I really like that. So it, it sounds like giving them the space is super important, but I'm, I'm also curious about the role collaboration plays, especially when managing those creatives. So what, what role does collaboration play when it comes to creatives? I mean, there's so many different individual ideas and opinions and they can all differ so, so much. So yeah. What, what, like, how do you go about that? Um, I, I think like I started to touch on that just before it really comes down to trying to be inspiring. That does feel a little cliche, but creatives don't want to be told what to do. They want to be inspired about how to come up with a creative solution. Um, I have learned creatives can be a little bit fragile sometimes too, and how you, <laughs> you know, and how you provide feedback. And so it, it's so important when you do offer feedback about ideas that, it's as constructive as possible and it's not opinionated. And this is something I train young marketers in all the time. It can't be, oh, I like this because it speaks to me. I mean, that is a certain portion of it, but it has to be, you like something or you don't like something because it's either strategically meeting the brief or it's not. And you have to be able to point to something in order to be constructive with your feedback. So I think managing creatives, it really comes down to how you deliver and how you deliver feedback and how you inspire new ideas. Sure. Yeah. No, I, I really love that. Um, and then based on execution with them, I mean, sometimes there's very involved branding initiatives and there can be so many different moving parts. So how do you, how do you stay on that and, and help everyone execute based on, you know, what, what the goals are? Oh my gosh. The key here is to get ahead as much as possible in a perfect world. You'd have your marketing calendar all mapped out. You have all your key product initiatives, your seasonal campaigns. When are the promotions hitting? But that's not reality. Like <laughs> in a perfect world, especially in the world of technology and product knowledge, like deadlines get pushed, things change, and you have to be able to move quick, quickly. And 
And this is where having good agency partners is really where it's at, where you have the flexibility to staff up, to turn projects around quickly. Um, you know, they could come up with ideas and that's also, I guess we could say the downside of being at an agency because you are that right hand and you are the one who has to be there at all hours to help fill in the gaps. Yeah. Yeah. All hours. That's a, that's a common (laughs) refrain that we hear from our agency partners. Uh, Funny, funny that you mentioned that we, we actually have an agency partner that uh, uh, tends to create pretty solid boundaries around that. Whereas I think some agencies maybe aren't, aren't quite as good, but uh, Mm -hmm. that's because they have a no asshole policy, uh, which I think is, is probably a pretty good thing for an agency to have. Um, so, mm-hmm. so knowing that you, you obviously have a, a breadth of experience managing folks uh, in-house agency side, and that they, they don't differ that much in, in your opinion, uh, at least from the management perspective, what are your top management tips? So a couple that come to mind first would be about being inclusive. And I touched on this earlier, but with everyone working remote, I mean, we're fully remote still, and I love it. Um, but it's it's easy to let the, the quiet ones stay silent and not participate. And so mm-hmm. I really want to give them an opportunity to speak and have a voice. Um, another is to be just empathetic. I realize that this is just a job for most people. They don't want to live and die by the brand they work for, the project yeah. they're pitching. Huh. So like, just, yeah. just understand that like there are humans that have lives mm. and try and get to know people on a human level and don't just jump into what the needs are and the business are, but just like be empathetic. Um, what else? Having, I would say having a clear process is super important. Like if people don't know what the process they flounder, they get paralyzed by not having clear direction, mm-hmm. but also know when like process matters and when it's okay to deviate from that. Like, Hey, I know I need this email done. I know we're not briefing on Wednesdays when we're supposed to, or whatever the rules are. You do have to have some flexibility. So not be paralyzed by that. I had this team, a creative team I worked with before that I spent more time with them talking about process then creative ideas. And it just like, it was so exhausting. (laughs) So it's like, it's like process, but to an extent, right. And then also setting by a good example. So again, I know that internally we reach to our agency partners when we need to fill in some of those gaps. I mean, that's why you're at an agency because you are offering your clients flexibility, Mm -hmm. but in-house set by example. And so I try not to reply to emails over the weekends. I try not to send emails over the weekends or not answer after a certain hour at night, because that's not what I expect of them. I want people to spend time with their families and do whatever it is they do when they're not working. Um, And the last thing I would say is just around regular feedback. And this is so fundamental that a lot of people forget about it. People at every single level of their career, CEOs, executives like assistants no matter they all want feedback and this is so important to me to do it in a timely fashion and so not wait for reviews but you know give feedback on a regular basis so that's something I try and do yeah that's that's that brings up an interesting question too because I think there are many managers out there uh, who get used to just the cadence of well now's your time Mm -hmm. to now's your time to uh 
do your review. Um, so yeah, it's interesting that you bring back, bring up that, um, that point about regular feedback, both the ad hoc as well as more formal feedback cycles as well. And speaking of feedback, Christy, I, I also want to ask this notion of 360 feedback. Um, I feel like it comes in, in waves as far as how popular it is in HR circles, whether, whether or not companies should be using it. But um, from the senior director level, mm. I would imagine that feedback tends to trickle down. So how often are you as a senior management professional getting feedback from your direct reports? And how often are you asking for feedback from your direct reports? I would say if the senior executive team is averse to 360 feedback, it's probably because they don't want to hear it. (laughs) 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 To be fully transparent. But I mean, why? So what I've learned is, I mean, if you're an open organization and there's not too many egos at play here, then every single level and mostly at the top want to hear feedback. When they present their vision, Mm -hmm. they want to inspire their people and they want to know that we believe in it, that we get behind it and we support it. Like the true feedback, not just like, great, you're the CEO. Great, you're the CEO. I love your ideas. We got you. I mean, there's there's a certain level of like candor and respect, of course, but I think like they want to know for real and I want to know for real. Like I want feedback from the top. I want feedback from my team. If I present a strategy and I... I really do want to hear what they think about it. Like help me poke holes in it, make it better. What do you think? Yeah. So I, I think 360 feedback is the only honest way to get better. Oh, all right. I know a few uh, executive leaders that I'm going to send this to Christy. (laughs) (laughs) Don't give them my email. (laughs) And so creatives, I, I feel like uh, marketing professionals sometimes look at creatives as, well, you guys just have your heads up in the clouds and uh, you you get to uh, just create these really pretty things and, the, and they're, they're amazing, but do they really have impact? And so I want to ask about attribution. Every marketer's favorite word and what methods do you use to ensure your team's your team's work impacts the bottom line? Is attribution our favorite word? <laughs> <laughs> I would say within my organization, it's all about driving revenue. So like with us, we we diagnose the differences between sell through, which is the job of marketing, and sell in, which is the role of what our sales team does. And so for our job to drive sell through, I have to be really careful about how I regulate the balance of the type of projects and work that goes through the creative team to make sure that we are using that sell through lens. Does this creative request, sell sheet, or a paid media advertising campaign, which one is going to help us convert? Right. Mm-hmm. And so I really do need to prioritize things that do convert for us, like our own media channels. We get revenue every time we send out an email. You know, we get revenue when we support promotions. We increase our revenue with paid advertising. And so those are the areas that I'd like to focus on and try and dial back things that we know we need to do as a business. We know we have to support 
um, you know, B2B sales with sell sheets and things like that, but, but really focus on what drives sell through. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's great. So la- last question here. Uh, I, I think, uh, the inquisition is over. Um, and, and thank you for all of the, the great management tips. Um, but, uh, what, what keeps you up at night, Christy? You know, Bren, I am a great sleeper. <laughs> it's not a problem. Thank God. Thank God for that. But the worst part about my sleep sometimes is when I write presentations. So I will solve the world's biggest problems in my sleep. And I'll wake up and I'll have to do it all over again. So that's a real bummer. <laughs> I don't know if that happens to you. Um, but generally I found if I, if I am losing sleep, it's when like there are certain things within the organization that's out of my control, like, you know, organizational changes or yeah. decisions at the board level that I don't have visibility into. That's the only time where I'm like, what's happening. But for the most part, I feel like I have a pretty clear picture of what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm sure you're not alone with that last one, uh, the the uncertainty uh, at the top. Um, mm-hmm. Well, so before we let you go, um, why don't you tell the listeners what you're up to? Okay, so let's see. This time of year, September, I am looking at CES, so Consumer Electronics Show, starting in January. The last few years have been a little crazy with the pandemic, and it's been mm. like false starts, but um, we're looking at announcing some pretty cool new product technologies. One in particular is around the security space. So we have partnered with Fortinet, who's um, the leader in enterprise cybersecurity, and we're bringing security to home networking. So you can have your own personal home network safe and secure and private. And that's kind of a big deal these days with all the cyber attacks going on. So it's fun to be part of something like so cool, a little bit nerdy, but also tech savvy. Wait, so you're saying I can have a private VPN at my own house? Yes, Lindsay. I'm so glad. That's exactly it. (laughs) I need one of those. (laughs) Oh man, what a nerd. What a nerd. Uh, Well, thank you so, so much, Christy, for imparting some of your uh, creative management wisdom. Uh, You can find Christy on LinkedIn or reach out to us and we'll get you in touch. Uh, You can find our podcast on all major streaming platforms and you can find us at www.foundconsulting.info. Thanks so much.